at one point in time, I was working overnight. And like, my wife had just had my son. She was working in the days, I was working at night. I get off like three, four in the morning and be home. And then we had to switch off with my son. We over here switching off. And then at one point in time, it was like, okay, we kept switching off. And I wasn't getting sleep. I wasn't getting certain things because of the hours I worked and the hours she worked. So now, at one point in time, I blew up at my wife and my son because I'm like, I, I need time. Like, I need this time because if I don't have this time, I'm going to go crazy. Right. So the idea is, you have to have time to recharge, to take care of your family, and to work. topic is there anything you would like your spouse to change so when I was asking this question I was thinking to myself well how can you in a relationship make something better right so one I'm on a whole initiative here like you have to you have to have a want to do something for me and my wife when she moves and how she operates is not necessarily on a on a one basis it's like She's a aftermath type person, mm -hmm. like damage done, do repair. Okay. I come from a more preventative maintenance type background. It's like I can see myself and I can be great at something. Yeah. But instead of just being great, I'm like, okay, how can I improve on this? How can I make this better? How can I push the envelope? How can I, how can I anticipate customers' demands or my spouse's demands? And deliver on those before I get the customer complaint. Okay. And that's how I like to move. But on the flip side of that, my wife isn't like that. She'll be like, oh, well, you never said that that was a problem. So I assumed that everything was good. Mm -hmm. And I and I be trying to navigate that space and trying to figure out like, well, because as a man, it's a very difficult mindset to put yourself in like someone else's thought processes and thought patterns, especially when they don't mirror your own or they're so foreign to your thought process. Like it's, it's foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I've always been taught jump on it before it gets out of hand. Well, I mean, but I think for most men, that's what you're taught because if I could fix something before it happens, Hey, I don't have to deal with the outcome because it's already Right. Now, if I have to wait till after something happened, now I got to catch up, fix what was wrong, and then try to prevent and explain why this can't happen. Right. So it's like, it would be easier me just working on it in the uh, initial beginning and preventing all these things 
instead of me waiting until something happens right. and then being like, oh, well, okay, I'll fix that. Now I got to do um, collateral damage. Right, I got to fix. Like, that's like, okay, look at it like this. If it's a tornado, the reason we have tornado warnings is so you could get out of the way, you could prepare. Because if you don't prepare, and a tornado hits, people die, things happen, a lot of structural damage happens, and all that right. stuff. Now, you got to deal with the aftermath of that tornado. Right. Um, I 100% agree. I do believe preparation stops devastation. And yeah. that's like I said, preventative maintenance. Because preventative maintenance, just so you all understand, my previous employment required a lot of maintenance style work. Right. So I had to go in and figure out the issue before the issue arose. You know, it's like, oh, you need to grease some bearings. Mm-hmm. You need what to could possibly be an issue. It could be an issue. We want to stop the issue because once the issue gets here, greasing a bearing, five dollars worth of grease. Not even five dollars worth of grease, because you, you buy a tube of grease, it's like twelve bucks. And then you only doing like three squirts in the air handle. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. So I did my three squirts, got these barriers greased or whatever. It might, it might not, it could be any type of appliance. But I do my three squirts. You didn't even use a quarter worth of grease out of this $12 can. And then voila, we back, back working. And we, we, we set up to where it ain't going to, be a last, like we prevented this issue and we've increased the longevity of it. The reason I'm saying I like to do things before yeah, is because I know if you fix the issues before they become problems, then you're overall increasing the longevity of your relationship. Yeah. And before we get into it, I look at it like this. I was working on my mother-in-law's car just the other day. And the thing was, the spark plugs haven't been changed in so long that it took it was hell getting them out. Now, a regular car that is actually tuned up and things like that, right. you could get them out. Simple. It's easy. Oh, but when you've not done certain maintenance on the car in so long, now you have to deal with the issues that have arrived from if you would just did regular maintenance. Right. Been simple. Right. Because gradual decay is real. Yeah. Negligence is a compounding agent to problems. Yeah. Just because you ignore the problem doesn't necessarily mean that the problem eradicates itself. It yeah. don't work like that. You have to when something arises that is unfavorable, it is better to Jump in there and address it. If you see a wasp building a nest on your front porch, it's better to deal with one wasp than the 20 wasps that she's going to build when she gets this nest up and going. The longer you sit on a problem, the more it goes into, you know, catastrophic issues. That's global warming, for example. That's what I'm saying. So, we're going to jump into it. Let's jump into it as far as, like, for example, I look at something I'm like, I would rather my spouse change. But one would be the fact would be her actually enjoying the moment. Uh-huh. 
And the reason I bring up enjoying the moment is because you have to take your wins where you can get them. If all you're waiting for is the grand finale, big finish, what happens if you die before that grand finale, big finish? Yeah. That's like people working hard as hell their entire life to um, get to 65 and retire. You die at 66. Like, bruh. Like, I worked 60, hard 65 years for 66, and I didn't even see it. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, enjoy those moments. If you can enjoy those moments in life, your life will feel much better. It's like, hey, this got accomplished. This goal was done. That goal was done. Cool, we're in this space. I'm like, we got a house. Let's be happy we have a house. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, do I want to be living like the Rockefellers? Yes. Do I really want to be rich? Yes. And I hope, and I do believe one day I will get to that point where it's like, money will never be an issue. Right. But I can't not enjoy the fruits of my labor because it's not the grand finale. Right. I would say, they say comparison is the killer of joy. And if you're looking at like, to compare yourselves to the the $200 million mansion that Jay-Z and Beyonce just bought out there in Cali, and then you talk about your accommodations, by that comparison, that extreme, you're going to call something that's really a major step in your life. Like, this is a big deal. I got a yeah. house. I moved from an apartment to a house. You're going to start calling your house meager accommodations when in the truth, it supplies everything you need and more. Yeah. And so if you don't compare, compare with yourself. Compare where you started to where you are currently. That's how you enjoy the journey. Or that's how you see the problem and make the correction. Just because somebody is like when you go to the gym and you always see that one guy lifting extremely heavy weight, mm-hmm. you can like it's almost discouraging to you. It's like well, he, he repping 315, and I just got to it. Yeah. I, but time is relative to the person. Like, I like, remember when I was younger. You go in the gym, you see the one dude got like six plates on there. I'm like, rep. And I'm like, he just hit. And I'm like, you put, well, I remember when I was young, I put two plates on there. I'm over here struggling. I'm like, how is he getting there? I'm like, hold up. But, I can't compare myself to that person because that person obviously put in certain work that I haven't put in put in at that point in time. He's at a level in his journey that you have you haven't even reached that milestone yet, let alone got to that actual space. Like you ain't reached the middle for that. Yeah. But the the thing about it is once you build the systems and build the habits and put them in place. Once you build a system of, hey, when I wake up at this time, I go to the gym. When I get to the gym, I do this routine. And you just keep on compounding all those positive actions, making it a habit in your life. Yeah. Eventually, if done properly and consistently, you will reach his level. And there'll be another person walking in the gym talking about, oh, you yeah, got to be like that. I want to be like that. That's how you got to look at your marriages. That's how you got to look at your relationships. It's like, Everybody has their rocky one one through five. Like the first five years of marriage is always rocky. The first year, it 
you know, you still living on that uh, honeymoon. honeymoon bliss. So you don't necessarily feel the pressures of the the marriage. And, and you can't readily point out the positives in it outside of I'm with the person I want to be with. Okay. Right. Once you get past that honeymoon phase and you really getting it to the ending part of year one into year two, then you start figuring out, okay, these are the habits. And because I, I, although a lot of people do the shacking thing, but me and my wife didn't shack. So you get to that, that second year, you start to notice all the little things that they do, those annoyances. Well, I don't like that you sleep and you put your leg over here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you do this, that, and the third. And that's where the communication comes in because you have to focus in on we're taking two words and we finna merge them. It's finna be a chemical reaction. There's gonna be heat and friction going on in this to make this work. But once once this vinegar meets this baking soda, the ending compound gonna be water. That's what we gonna we gonna diffuse all that and come back to a base compound that we are. Okay. So I'm moving through. I'm navigating your your lanes and seeing your customers and all that. And now I'm bringing in mine, like this is what we doing. So, and when I get to saying what we doing, what I'm saying is, okay, you like your toothbrush on the left. I used to like my toothbrush on the left. Can two toothbrushes be on the left? Is that a thing? Try it. If it works for us, it works for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, But don't go to somebody else's house and see if they got all their toothbrushes hanging on the wall and be like, man, I wish my toothbrushes were hanging on. Well, that was like one thing I had with toothpaste. Like, because I would squeeze my toothpaste from the bottom and my wife should squeeze it from the middle. I'm like, why? Why why you squeeze it from the middle? Squeeze it from the bottom Rolling so you up. know how much you got left. Yeah. And then it doesn't look all smashed it's, in. It's, it's, the presentation is better. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> and it's yeah. more, like, it's useful. Like, it, yes. it serves a purpose. But go ahead. I've realized you have to pick your battles because no matter what, you're either A, lying to yourself, or B, you don't want much. If you don't want to change something, it's like you're lying to yourself or you don't want much. Because, okay, look at it like this. As time goes on, like, we come together at this level. Mm -hmm. As we grow together, certain things we have, certain things we do start to change. So... We start to develop, hey, I like this kind of thing versus when I first met you, and it wasn't really like that. Like, for example, me and my wife. When me and my wife first got together, I wasn't the big touchy-feely kind of person. It was like, nah, nah, I don't need all that. But as I started getting older and stuff, I'm like, hey, man, cuddling go hard. Like, yeah, give it to me. Yes, it's just like, if you don't give it to me, then I'm like, well, what's the issue? Right. It seems like it's the issue because we ain't cuddling now. Yeah. But that's what happens when you're in a relationship. You change, you grow, you you develop more. Right. And y'all should be developing into what you both want. If you refuse to change, honestly, you shouldn't be in any relationship. That's because if it was, uh, we're going to move on to the next topic here. I'm going to make this last statement in reference to what he just said. When you're in a relationship, you're prim- like, seek to better your partner. Yeah. But 
before you even begin to work on them, do the work for you. Work on you first. Better yourself. Better yourself. You want to make sure that your partner is getting the best product of you. And that's across the board for men and women. Because I know people be like, you met me this way. I don't want to change. You got a whole list of things that you ain't going to do. What I'm telling you is, take that list, go to your nearest fireplace or your nearest dump, burn that list, and mm-hmm. really assess, am I giving the person that I've done, my lifelong customer, the best product that I can provide? Because, like I said, don't compare yourself. I, In comparison to Jay-Z, like I said, I didn't just put my wife in, a, in this level home yet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't did that. So if I'm comparing myself to him, I really need to look at that as apples to oranges. There's a space in my life where I can aspire and attempt and actually go through the processes to reach that. Sure, but I gotta look at me for who I am and what my the resources I currently have readily available. Yeah, can I provide instead of giving my wife an hour of attention today? As as far as like genuine what they call them uh uh bad boys quality time mm. can i can i stretch that to an additional 30 today when they come into me talking about things they like to do can i get outside myself and try to find the enjoyment and being in that space i hate when going places with people and they don't really want to be there they're just doing it because you want like they feel like that's what you want yeah. no, i want to be around people who enjoy this too so if you can't find Joy fulfillment in this, I said this prior, it's probably best you find buy the ticket and send them and their friend. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't spoil the moment because they wanna most people don't nobody wanna hear nobody complain when they there. Exactly. But well, I came. But you complain the whole time. You messed up my you came and messed up my experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like instead of like fully immersing myself in what I like. Now I'm trying to, oh, how can I make this more enjoyable? Oh, I know they like to eat. So instead of spending my my time at the attraction, I'm spending far more of my time at the concession stands to try to, you know, make this something that you can like and I can like. But at that point, I've blown my experience. Agree. I want, I'd rather you buy the ticket or tell somebody else, hey, you go with them, y'all enjoy that, come back and tell me about it at a nice restaurant. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the next topic what are some of the main obstacles in a relationship and how do you overcome them so one of the main things that i feel most if not all relationships from like from a economic and your financial to your relationship or just in your <clears throat> is time management a lot of the times you trying to find that time to squeeze people in or you're trying to alter your plans to appease everybody around you. Okay. It almost feels like it would be far more beneficial. And and, I, and I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that it is beneficial at times to go ahead and sometimes be selfish, man. Yeah. Just look. I got to overcome this by making myself better. But if I can never spend time on myself. Man, there can't be a better person if you don't work on yourself. Like, I got to do product development. I got to develop me to give you more. 
So I say that to say, if you're working on your career, yeah, sometimes I'm going to have to study this. I'm going to have to go learn from this person. I'm going to have to take this trip. I'm going to have to, and I can't do that and still be tethered down by the thought that, oh, you know, I, I'm inconveniencing this person or this person really wants my time. I, sometimes I I got to do for me because the overall, the end result is we in a better situation. Yeah. Like there's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make time for everything, like, for example, if you have a relationship, you should, and you're working, your work life, you work at work. When you come home from work, unless you have that type of job where you have to work from home, you should not be bringing your stress, your issues, your drama, what happened at the job home, because then that's going to start affecting that. Because it's like, you're you're trying to merge something in with something else, and they're not really supposed to be merged in that way. Yes, we're supposed to be able to vent, talk to each other, but when that was like, at one point in time, I was working overnight. And like, my wife had just had my son. She was working in the days, I was working at night. I get off like three, four in the morning and be home. And then we had to switch off with my son. We over here switching off. And then at one point in time, it was like, okay, we kept switching off. And I wasn't getting sleep. I wasn't getting certain things because of the hours I worked and the hours she worked. So now, at one point in time, I blew up at my wife and my son because I'm like, I, I need time. Uh, like, I need this time because if I don't have this time, I'm going to go crazy. Right. So the idea is, you have to have time to recharge, to take care of your family, and to work. And with that being said, there's some that's an obstacle in the relationship on the grounds that I'm working this hard, right? Mm-hmm. And you see me putting this high level work, and I'm and what I take from it, and I can get my own like examples. I'm gonna get that in a second. What I, I take from it is. <clears throat> I'm looking at you and seeing what you need and I'm making accommodations for it. Yeah. That's where the lack of sleep comes in. That's the lack of recharge because I'm looking at your battery the whole time and yeah. like, oh, she's drained. Go to sleep. I'll hold the kid. I'll do what I got to do. Oh, this, that, and the third. So the whole time I'm giving, 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 but I'm neglecting my recharge. Yeah. And then you got to the point where you trying to pull more power out of this battery, but the battery's dead. Yeah. So now the battery got to tell you, no, everything that you're talking about, I'm feeling, no, I'm finna go plug back into this wall. I don't care what you got going. You can't pull. My mom used to say, you can't squeeze blood out of turnip. You yeah. can't get something that ain't there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, given my life experience, so you know, we got married, we had Paige, and similar to your situation, I'm working overnight. And you know, the job I had prior to the one I hold now, it was it was really a dangerous type situation. You know, you on top of roofs, you inside of really large machines. You you know, stuff could hurt you 
all the time. There's people out there who maim, got you know missing yeah. eyes and stuff like that. It's crazy, and you would think like, oh, but that's just the life he was living because it pays bills. Yeah. So I go to work. I'm hit, you know, my eight hours. I'm on my way back to the house, and the first thing that greets me at the door is my dog. And I'm like, my wife, she in there sleep. She about to, she got like, you know, two, three hours before she got to go to work. Mm-hmm. She take her two, three hours. I'm still up with Paige, because who's watching Paige. Yeah. And that's me like, oh, let me be selfless there, because she might need to sleep. Mm-hmm. Granted, you've been sleeping for eight hours. I know you have, because I was mm-hmm. at work, Paige. If you weren't sleeping for eight that's hours, what your, that's your you know fault. What I'm saying? You can't blame me. That's you. Mm-hmm. But that's the relationship. You looking at it. You looking at it like, hey, let me. I'm gonna extend that. Yeah. You get home. You don't come right away and get the kid because you know at this point now I've been up sixteen. I've been up sixteen now. Yeah. You don't come here get the kid. You had a hard day at work. First thing you said, oh, I'm tired. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> my daughter, she ain't took no nap, right? I ain't took no nap. Like, mm-hmm. none of us have been asleep. Like, okay, you go take the nap. You didn't look and see how can I be a, how can I better the product for the customer? You took it upon yourself to be selfish. I'm like, okay, that's one thing. But when you start compounding that, and like, so now it's day start three. building up. Day three. I'm I'm seventy two hours, man. No sleep, mm-hmm. and I walk into the house like I do. You know, like I said, I've been trying not to fall asleep around these large machines because Daddy won't be coming home. I be playing at work. You yeah, know, I gotta I gotta focus in. I come home on the third day, going into the fourth, and my daughter meet me at the door. <laughs> Bro, I tell you, I just, I just, you know, she in there sleep. My daughter meet me at the door. I literally just like, hold on, Paige. Close the door, turn back around. Hey, this happened. And went to the car. Like, I'm, just, I, I'm not going to lie. Right I sat in my car sometimes. And it's like, it's not that I'm going to be in there. It's just, I can't be in there right now. But, it's like, I need that recharge. Yeah, I can't. It's I don't, like, don't want to blow up on you right now. Mm-hmm. Because. I ain't gonna lie, I blew up because I'm like, man, you gonna take you and this baby on somewhere. Bro, I I had to blow up when I started seeing it. It, it was like, I can't say 100% that it was leading to health complications, mm. like living like that, but I'm sure it was. But it was one day I was sitting at the edge of the bed and my chest got real tight. And like, I felt like there was pain in it. I'm telling Anxiety? You, I don't know what it was. I was like, I, don't, I hope I'm not having a heart attack, you know, putting out, because, you know, like I said, I ain't been asleep. Yeah. Like outside of maybe an hour here, an hour there, I ain't been I ain't been for real sleep. Like I can't add up all the naps that I took this week and make eight hours. Mm. Or even make four. Like mm. so I'm like, I'm really on E right now. And then, yeah. you know, a child, they don't understand it. They can't gauge that. They don't yeah. I just like, oh, I got, daddy home. Yeah, daddy home is time to play. Daddy mm-hmm. home is time to play. Mm-hmm. So eventually I, I just got in, so I had to that's why communication, that's why I'm so big on communication. Because yeah. I had to be like, hey, look, I'm trying everything in me not to, not to, you know, jump outside myself and say something wild to you. Yeah. 
I need, like, you know, I said as clear cut as I could. I was like, look, get up and watch Paige. What? Nope, you ain't talking about nothing else. <laughs> get up. You be gonna get that done. Watch your daughter. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. It's like, you know, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm looking at it from my lens and preventative maintenance. And I like, I saw you tired. And so I've been extending myself to make sure that you got adequate sleep to to do your job, right? Yeah. So I'm taking it from my life. Okay, so you should see it my way and live like I live. And you're going to automatically insert yourself to better my life to try to fix that for me. But when you don't, it's like, oh, I assume and I got what I got because I assume. So, so So. I've realized that you cannot assume anything from anyone, even though you would think if I'm going, like, if I would give you my last, I would hope you give me your last. Right. It's like, if I'm going to give you my all, I would hope you would give me your all. But a lot of times what you realize, that whole thing, you have not because you ask not. And I hate that it's like that because I'm like, Come on, man. I ain't, you ain't even asked me. I gave it to you. Right. But that's... I, I gave I realize that that's yeah. how you... Like, you can't expect people to be you. And, like, and, uh, and, and that have... You have not because you ask not in whatever relationship you get in. Yeah. That right there is going to be proven true on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like... For you, it might not be. From you to them, it may not be that way. From me to my wife, it's not that way. Outside of picking up socks, I am I'm one of those people who I walk in the house, I'm barefoot. If the socks at the door, the socks at the door. If the socks in the kitchen, the socks in the kitchen. If the mm-hmm. socks in the baby crib, the socks in the baby crib. I don't know how they got there, but that's where they are. Mm-hmm. I understand. But outside of it, like, if it's something that I see you in need of, I'm not going to ask, I'm going to just, yeah, get I it see, done. I'm going to get it done. I'm preventing that from being an obstacle in your life. Do not assume or put those expectations on your spouse. They live by a different, like, set of rules. They see life through different lenses. You have to look at it as a man. I asked you to go on a date. Yeah. Like, and only thing you had to do is either accept it or not. Like, so you saying you I put forth the energy to get an outcome. I don't wanna I don't wanna be at home alone tonight. I need to find me somebody, preventative maintenance. Let me start talking to girls. Yeah. Girls, on the other hand, it's more of an osmosis. If I'm in an area long enough with viable candidates, one of them are going to try to approach me to try to get me to do so. I, it's a passive thing. I don't have to do anything I, outside of what I, I would hope is natural self-grooming. Keep yourself as beautiful as you can because, you know, you only live once and you ain't going to be beautiful forever. You do get older. And old has its own beauty, but I'm telling you that 20-year-old, that that, 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 that 18, 25, to 35, fine, that, at 35, it starts to wane. I don't, outside of that so, one lady said about it. I was thinking about this and it reminded me like in a relationship, there's always going to be someone that 
can adapt to a situation just because that is who they are. Then there are certain people that have are forced to adapt. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, look at it like this on a grand scheme of animals. Like at one point in time, they said giraffes had short necks, but now giraffes have long necks. And the reason why giraffes have long necks is because foliage being their main source of food was up high up in the trees. So unless they wanted to die, they had to adapt. Right. But some people have to be forced to. If you need these things, hey, you need them, you're going to have to adapt or you're not going to get them. Then certain people is like, hey, I see you need this. I see you struggling with this. See you struggling with that. You know what? I'm going to help you with that. Right. I'm going to adapt to my surroundings because you could put me anywhere, whether I'm up in high society or down in the gutter with, uh, with the uh, unsavory crowd. crowd. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make sure I say that. Unsavory crowd. But I could adapt to either situation I am. I could talk with perfect vernacular and understanding and give you clarity that you may never understand. Or I could talk as good as I want to be and act the way I want to because I can adapt to those things. Mm -hmm. Just like in a relationship, you need to learn how to adapt. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to adapt on your own, you should be able to take it when your spouse tells you mm -hmm. you have to adapt. So, yeah, either you do product development or you put out surveys. I, I'm a, I, I like it's not a thing, at least as far as I know, but I do believe you should get you some sort of box and just like you have at your house, <laughs> give us feedback. Like, mm. just because you might not have your spouse, you might only meet them in passing, but I just want to, let me just let you know right here, fam, if you leave my restroom looking like that ever again, it's a problem. Yeah. Slip. And you just throw it in there, you just got to come back home, read, they be like, I did mess up. Yeah. Either you take accountability or you can, you can challenge it sometimes, sure. Yeah. But I just feel like a lot of the communication is lost in the day-to-day and that lack of communication, like in my case, the lack of communication, I'm putting up this level to ensure that you're in good spirits and show that you're good, but I'm not communicating that I'm in need too. Yeah. Like I need something, like I gotta. So I'm hoping that you adapt when the better answer for me at that point, because like I said, I thought it might've been some real health complications. Yeah, I understand. I should have been more Oh, let me communicate that this ain't going to work for me. Let me, oh, the clothes mouth don't get fed when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm starving. Go get this done. Do it now. And yes, we all know there's certain things that it may take you longer. Then there's certain things you may not ever change because that's you as a core. Mm -hmm. Now, certain things you can change. The majority of you, you can change a lot of things about yourself. Now, whether you want to, that's on you. Maybe you haven't met that right person to make you change. Right. Because, like, for, uh, for example, one thing with me, I'm one of those people, I don't care about the toilet seat being down or up. It's however I left it. 
I'm not about to come back to be like, oh, let me flip it down so she don't fall in. You gotta look yeah. before you sit. And I'm like, somebody will be like, oh, that's so insensitive. As much great things as I do, is my wife really gonna be pissed off about this toilet seat? Really not. Like, and if like, she pissed off about that, I'm like, I'm just like, but for some people, that's amazing. Just, I don't want to discredit those people, but at the same time, I want to discredit those people. Because yeah. You got to pick and choose about it. I'm like, this, you said that earlier, and it, and now we see it how it rings true. Certain hills ain't ones to die on, fam. Yeah. Like, just because you don't want to adapt and say, let me look at this seat, because I don't know how this man left this. I don't know what state he left his toilet in. Before you sit down, if you fall in the water, don't blame me. You got to take accountability. I should have looked. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if I walk into the restroom and you left the toilet seat down and I'll yeah. be all over it, I got to take it to a Yeah, toilet. I got to be like, crap, man. I got to clean this up. Clean this up. Or I know she's going to say something. And by right, she's right to say right something. So, because the ex, you see that it's, it's down, you need to lift it up. If that's the, if that's the thought process, which it is, then... If you see it up, you need to put it down. Yeah. But small, trivial things like that only become a problem once it's in excess. If I got too many small things that I want you to change, yeah. you got too many small things that you get annoyed with by me, then all those small things compound into a bigger thing where you don't like it. You yeah. like the way I move. So some of those are heels to at least have a battle on. Yeah. To try to minimize the irritation in a relationship. Yeah. However, it's better to, like I said, it's better to find yourself in an adaptive state. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Adapt to that, but it's also just it's a, it's a it's a balance. Adapt to certain things. Speak up on everything. Yeah. If there's an issue or a problem, state it. Because just because you gotta. A mindset to fix the issues before they become issues, the person you with may or may not have been raised to do that, so they looking at it, I only fix it when it breaks. Yeah. But some people know I can stop it from breaking. Yeah, as long as I fix it, maintain it. Maintain. I can stop it from breaking if I maintain it. All right. We are going to jump into You Won't Believe This, and You Won't Believe This is brought to you by. As always, love to shout out my beautiful wife. Hey, baby. Um, check out Yanni Like Mine, Traces Like Mine, and Wasted Desires. You can go on wastedesires.com. You can find anklets, bracelets, thigh chains, waist beads, all those different things to make your body glitter and sparkle. Go wastedesires.com. On Facebook, Instagram, you can find all three uh, traces like mine. This is hair care product for a black woman by a black woman to help black women. You know, a lot of ladies say you don't find things for you in the stores. This is the woman that's actually marketing, marketing towards you. Then Yanni like mine. Ladies, take care of your Yanni. If you don't know what your Yanni is, look it up. Also, it does not clean itself no matter what anybody tells you. All right. Tyler Bailey, Luxury Clothes by Luxury Guy. My cousin Mike, we call him Wiggly in his game spaces. He runs a podcast called State of Being. S-O-B. But it's not that way, okay? <laughs> State of Being. And 
if you go in there, his topic range is relatively aligned with ours in a way. He talks about similar things, being a better man, being a better man in your communities and, and, and you know, that realm. But he also dives into flat earth theory, which is crazy to me, but he, mm-hmm. he's, he jumps off into that. So if you're a flat earth, hey. Has he talked about the bio, like we all in different biodomes and stuff? Mm-hmm. Talk, I don't know if he went into biodomes. Because uh-huh. I don't know. Because it... Like the only thing I know about flat earth theories comes from him. So if if I don't if I ain't heard it, he, mm. he ain't said it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't I'm letting you know. There's a lot of things it's entertaining information. The thing about it is, I'm showing you personally, I don't believe in flat earth theory, but I'm able to look and watch his content. Not and it's not based on the fact that, you know, I love my cousin. It's just that he finds a way to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Go check him out. Listen to what he got to say. If you don't like what you saw today, watch him tomorrow. I'm sure he'll get to you. But primarily, the people I want to shout out right now is us. That is something, the number four, DA people. If you're on YouTube, type something, the number four, DA people podcast. It's going to minimize the search results, bring us up a lot quicker. We on all, as far as I know, we are all, we on all the podcast stream platforms that Anchor provides and some that Anchor does not. Thanks to Mr. Hicks here. So, uh, and Fanbase, which is a black-owned, you know, social media content production type situation. Go find us on there. Outside of that, like, subscribe, share. Like, subscribe, share. Let us know how you feel about it. Let us know. If you want to leave a star review, five stars, and you're a five-star gentleman, you want to be in five-star range. And if you Comment, you can comment with it if you want. We're gonna read it and look at it. If you cannot provide a five-star review because you feel like what we provide is not satisfactory to your liking, then feel free to go find other people. It's okay to go find <laughs> other people. Come back to us when you got a taste or an ear. Maybe you haven't reached these milestones in life. It's yeah. what it is. But that being said, we're gonna jump on to the next topic. All right. City girls have their son making well, making it rain on strippers backstage at Rolling Out. It's Young Miami is the one who had her son back there, and uh, neither her nor her co-star JST sees an issue with it. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what her take is. So JT, when they asked her about it, she was like, "My ten-year-old nephew is going, you know." Her to me as the fun, fun aunt, you know. Whatever happened to the whole? Oh, we do kid things like you take your kid to Chuck E. Cheese, you take your celebration station, the DZ Discovery Zone, all that kind of right. stuff. When we start taking kids to strip clubs, though, I don't know. Like at some point in time, we need to stop this trying to make children grown ups. Like you don't put children in grown up positions. I do not, uh, that was just like I was talking yesterday because I saw this one thing on TikTok where this lady twerking in front of a one-year-old. Like, she just twerk. I'm like, it's not, oh, she was twerking around him. No, she was twerking for the one-year-old. And I'm like, what in your mind made you thought this was okay? And and I know that a lot of people don't like 
bring up the argument that, hey, if that were a man doing that in front of a little girl, we'd all be up in arms. Yeah. We got to stop with this desensitization towards what men go through. Just because you as a 35-year-old man would prefer her twerking in front of you does not mean that your one-year-old son who yeah. hasn't developed the, the, the understanding of that situation prefers that. No, bro. Don't do that. One, in KT and Young Miami, they situation with a 10-year-old boy, like, just because he's 10 years old and he's in that and he's going through the motions of saying that he likes this, what you're doing is you could be producing a sexually aggressive child. Yeah. Which so, those things happen. That, that happens. When he goes around girls and stuff like that who are around his age group who has not had his life experiences, his expectation is of, hey, women dance when I throw money at them. Yes. So you're going to make him have unrealistic expectations of young girls. Or he'll end up being in a relationship with an older woman. Yeah. And outside of that, he could end up in a space to where the young girls who are around him, he basically pushes them to be older because I had this experience. My expectation is this is a fun experience. So he pushes that into their space. And we all know when you go to strip clubs and things of that nature, majority, a large portion of them are heavily sedated by drugs just to be up there to do this and all kinds yeah. of stuff like Alcohol, that. Alcohol, so, different. So it leads to a whole bunch of issues and complications that you shouldn't be forcing your child into. The experiences and stuff like that lead that child to try to find understanding of what just took place. Just because he don't fully understand what took place when he's doing it, what he will ultimately do as he progresses and grows older, you're going to start looking at his phone, finding search results mm -hmm. for the, for, you know, activities that are more on the adult 18 plus round and you could potentially end up with a, a MTV situation 16 and pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't, the reason why people shun those activities or the reason why we saying no to that is because of what it could possibly lead to. And there's, there's plenty of research, plenty of statistics that show. If you talk to a serial, like uh, I think it was Ted Bundy, mm -hmm. he was like a large portion of his, before he started going on them sprees, he said, I attribute how I saw women to this. When I was a kid, I saw this magazine, this dirty magazine while I was riding a bike on the way home. And he said, I feel like that was the star. Because mm -hmm. now I'm trying to figure it out. No, I think that was, was that? Uh, Regardless, I ain't going to get something. So, the reason is that I bring it up is because, honestly, I was one of those young kids. I was introduced to the sexual atmosphere at a young age. It wasn't by my parents or stuff like that, but it was the environment I was in. I was introduced at a young age, even as a young child, I was watching porn at seven. And I'm like, as a seven-year-old, no, you're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be. But all these things, as I grew up, thank God, I, uh, the person I have a child by is my wife. Now, I know growing up, those things play a heavily influence 
on it because I was looking for the go lava. I was looking for the one that is about that life because I'm like, oh man, I want to hold hands with you. Yeah, I want to experience what I've yes. seen on there. They look like they I, I want to do that. Like, they having a good time. Oh, there's like, there's like when you have, okay, like, that's like eating a piece of beef jerky versus the T bone steak. Like, bruh. Oh, well, you, oh, you got brave jerky. Man, ain't nobody worried about beef jerky. T-bone steak, I've had it. Nice. I want the steak. So the idea is let children be children. Yeah. You don't have to push your child to grow up so fast to be this, be that. Like, let children watch cartoons. You, yeah. They do not need to be seeking or looking for adult experiences because yes, they will, no matter what you say, oh, well, my child, I, I talk to them about, it. yes, you can talk to your child till you're blue in the face, but we all know there were things that your parents said, don't do that, and then messed around, you did it, then you're like, she was like, dang it, I knew I shouldn't have did that. Like, I, you should have listened. But you're too busy trying to make these children your friend and be adults with them. I'm like, no, I don't party with my kids. No, my child has never seen me take a drink. Neither one of them. Right. Because the idea is I want them to see the representation of their father. Hey, does daddy really be cousin? No, I'm not going to say I've never cussed and my children have not heard that, but I try my hardest to be the best representation of a father for them. And as we said before, if you're not adapting, if you're not trying to be the best you could be, I don't expect somebody to do the exact same things I do. Right. But if you're not being the best you could be, you're trash. Yeah. Like if you if you are somebody, because I'm sure they thought process is, well, this type of stuff happened to me all the time. You know what I'm saying? We because their whole moniker is we girls from the city. Like this is this is just what we do. But if you are not trying to provide a better situation for the people who come after you, yeah, then I agree with what you just said. You trash individual. Like just because you went through there and had to drive, you know, go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. trying to find yourself, and you finally pulled yourself together, does not mean that you have to send your children down that same path. Don't get me wrong. There are life lessons that every child needs to learn. True. A child needs to understand loss. A child needs to understand victory. A child needs to understand that the world, you are not the sun. We don't revolve around you. Everybody got a life that they live in. So yeah. you, it's certain key parts of life that people have to understand. You know, just to be a tolerable person in society. What I'm saying on top of that is you can't go through and be like, I want you to experience everything I experience because I like who I am. I'm I'm ecstatic about who I am. Like I just know that if I chop, if I cut the fat on this, yeah. or if I if I take make sure my kid don't be in this environment and understand that your goals and how I see your life going and how ultimately I want to steer you in this is geared and, and it's oriented towards that type of lifestyle right there. Like you can go do that, son. You can go do that, my love daughter. You can go do that. Like positive. Greatness, like expose your kid to to doctors and expose your kids to lawyers. And like I said, even if it ain't that, expose your kids to the local journeyman plumber. Like 
It's various occupations that you can do to make a living. Expose your kids, like you said, to cartoons. Allow them to imagine themselves in worlds that are beyond them so that when they can, they can aspire and try to reach to that as opposed to the degradation or, 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 yeah. or the, the ignorance, the ignorance and all that that's prominent in your life. Like instead of like, you know, she got one interview and I'm first of all, I'm not even gonna go down that road because I ain't trying to do I ain't trying to put you down. I just want you to do better. I just want you to do better and I want you to understand that you can do better for your son. And yes, as a young man, I understand somebody gonna say, Oh well, I'm doing the best I can. Men and women, no matter how you are. Draw the line. We are not the same. We do not do the same. We don't think the same. We don't act the same. There are certain things as a woman you understand and you can do way better than a man. There are certain things as a man. Like, I've never heard a man not think about the sexual aspects. So, because you know as well as I do, we think about those things. That may not be the main thing you think about, but it's on his mind it's somewhere. On it's on We're going to get them. Yeah, it's yeah. somewhere around there. So don't expose your child, especially young boys. Well, no, I ain't even going to say young boys. Don't expose your child to something they're not ready or capable of handling at this point in time. And no, at 10 years old, throw money on strippers and... Uh, not, but... That also goes back because, like I said, we are a show that's trying to help us, one, help you understand men and how to deal with men, but also how to provide a better environment for men. Yes. Because on an earlier episode, I said, stop lying to men. There is no safe space for a man, right? I'm trying to show you, if you're going to say it and you wish to produce it, this is how you do it. Yeah. Just because men grow up 18, like really... 17 up just because we start to pursue women in a more sexual manner yes does not mean that as children we are not children when it's a kid over there six years old 16 up depending on how you know fast you is the environment you in because yes. it shapes a lot about you depending on who you are how you move no you should be just as up in arms about a, a, a guy twerking in front of a, a, a six-year-old girl as you are about a 25-year-old woman twerking in front of your one-year-old male son. Yeah. You have to treat those the exact same way. I understand that this is a boy and, this is, and you'd be like, oh, he's acting managed. Well, he needs to act managed when he's a man. Yes. When he's a child, let him be a child. Putting those things on somebody at a young age exposes them to way more risk than actual help. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it, 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 there's no benefit of learning about something that your mind can't comprehend at this yeah, moment. Because you lack the experiences necessary to fully to in, like appreciate it or understand it in its totality. Yeah. I've been watching Teletubbies all week, and then I, I watched this porn video where they did this X-rated activity, 
So now I see the Teletubby bump up into the other Teletubby, and I'm like, yeah. are they trying to deceive me? They just ask, like, what are they doing? You start to question everything that's going on in your life, by, and the only reference point you got is something that is fictional, unrealistic, and doesn't happen on a consistent, like, that's not how it works. That's not how real love and, and it works. That's not how it works. But yeah. you start to insert that in different aspects of your life, the different experiences you have, and then you start to derail. Oh, so now if a girl holds my hand, I'd rather, I'd rather grab my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be holding her cheeks. Or yeah, something. holding her right. cheeks. That's what I would prefer. As mm-hmm. a, like I said, a 35 year old man, that is a very acceptable situation. Like, yeah. That's yes. What do. But even, like, as a 10 year old, like, I'm like, like, I could never, my mom, you even, what was it, up until probably the age of 15, 16, turn your head. Like that, it's like, Mama, it's a boob. Turn your head. It's like, but she got to reinforce that. Like, hey, there's no doubt in my mind, mind that your mom already knew. You probably seen a hundred boobs, but I need him to understand that there's certain stuff that you're not ready for. Yeah. So turn your head. Yeah. Like, granted, I could walk out the room the same boob be on T, especially now with you know yeah. streaming services. You can just turn the show right back on once I walk out. Mm-hmm. But when you're around me, the expectation is the best interpretation of me. So, no, you're not finna in my presence, even if it's a directorial, you know, depiction, put women in a space where they can be objectified. No, yeah. you have to respect the women you're around. And if, if there is a woman showing you her boob, it's got to be because she wants to show you her boob. It's a, it's a moment that you and that person is sharing. True. Instead of, oh, it's a community boo. Everybody gets to see. Everybody gets to see boo. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like you got to develop the life experiences to understand that that's TV and there's another space and it's called real life. But that's the thing is, even now, they with all the things going on, reality, TV, merging, it's like basically things that even maybe 10, 15 years ago, you would never see on TV. Right. Now you see them, like, what was it? I was watching Queen of the South. And, like, the first episode is is one of those uh, sexual assaulted scenes. I'm trying to get away from saying the R or word. But I'm like, no. Ten years ago, this, this is a TV show. It is not a movie. This is a TV show that come on regular TV. Bro. And we watching sexual assault scenes. I'm sitting up here, and I'm watching Gravity Falls. This is a cartoon that came on. I forgot exactly what network it came on. It was but, on Cartoon Network. It was on Cartoon, Cartoon Network. But one, I'm gonna give them props. It was a phenomenal show. I watched every episode. <laughs> I'm not even gonna front. I watched. Not saying that I would have to front. Like I'm very confident in watching. Yeah. I watch cartoons all the time. <laughs> but this cartoon in particular was exceptional. But it's this one, it's this one segment where this guy, I think it was called Love God, comes on, mm. and then you know he's he's Love God, so he's professing love, so he's throwing this like little concert, he's throwing little bombs at people to make them fall in love. Well, there's a scene where the Love God opens up his his van, yeah. and then it's like everybody's in there, and they all close together like they in love, and it's. Two guys, two girls, it's a whole bunch of, basically, 
the cartoon is depicted in origin. Mm. Popping off. <laughs> but you know, they did it in a slick, sly way. Yeah. But you know, it's like, wait, uh, my daughter watched was still with me, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, her mind at the time has what her mind currently hasn't put two and two together to be like yeah. what was going on. And I'm like, I understand it's in a cartoon. Could that could that cartoon have made it through and didn't been as successful as it was without that scene? Yes. And but the potential for you to put me in a space where I gotta explain the origin in the back of a of a pickup band with the cartoon characters. Like, fam, come on, bro. Don't do me like that. <laughs> Man, but that also makes me think about this last one. Ren and Stimpy. Like, growing up, Ren and Stimpy, you're like, oh, it's just it's what you call. But when you become, uh, when you get older and you start, like, we showed my mom this one day. And the thing was, Ren and Stimpy were living in this dude's mouth. And it was like uh, the uvula, the thing that holds, hangs down. It tickles Ren on the butt. And then um, Ren wakes up and he's like, what's going on? And tickles him on the butt again. All of a sudden, out of the blue, like, Ren wakes up, he starts beating the crap out of Stimpy, and he's like punching him in the face. And he's like, how many times I got to tell you, Stimpy? I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher. I'm the pitcher, you're the ca catcher. Say it. He's like, you're the pitcher, I'm the catcher, you're the pitcher, I'm the catcher. And I'm like, this is this, this is outrageous. Like, how did this make it on regular TV? How do we get here? I'm like, wow. Like, if you ever like don't understand, go watch old episodes of Brendan yeah. Stimpy. You could look them up on YouTube. It's like, wow, this is marketed for children, but is for adults. Guaranteed. I'm like. This, I wish we would honestly let children just be themselves. Children. Like, I hear little kids cussing up a storm. I hear, I hear little kids doing all this ignorant stuff. I'm like, oh, I mean little, I'm like, 10? Like, 10, you, like, you tell somebody to, give, uh, uh, to suck your stuff at 10? When you start listening to the music, like, you saw the little girl on the, she was really young. She was on Instagram. She was saying she's basically singing the uh, what's that? It's, I think a sexy red song. Mm -hmm. Looking for the hoochie daddies and all that. Oh, Pound Town. Yeah, but she's singing Pound Town. Oh, the little girl, little idiot. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, but I understand from an artist from an artist space. They like, it's not, it's not uh, unknown who I make my music for. She's making her music for. A certain demographic of women, 20, 25, 30 and up. You know what I'm saying? This is making her musical. She can't account for every parent who's gonna be negligent and allow their kids to ingest this music. But you put yourself in a space to where now I, as a parent, gotta sit back and explain it. And then these younger parents, these people, you know, mm -hmm. they don't even, it hasn't even clicked in their brain that, oh, shoot. My child really just picked that up and she wants to know what eventually the child's gonna know, want to know what am I talking about? Yeah. And 
they ain't going to feel 100% comfortable coming and talk to you about it, but they're going to start to recognize the type of men that come in and out of the house, the type of men that are in their neighborhoods, the type of men, like, they're they going to understand the environment. Yeah. So you have Pick to... up on it. You have to be conscious of what you're putting around your kids, what you allow your kids to view. You need to go ahead and start getting them filters on your YouTubes and the filters on your TVs that's kind of monitoring these things and saying, hey, this ain't good for you. This ain't going to work for you. This, no, no, no. When the time comes, I remove those and allow you to ingest those at your own pacing. Sure. Because I do believe a child deprived is all is, is almost as bad as a child who's been, you know, yeah, over, over like overindulged or, or, or overengaged. Mm -hmm. So there's a time for all of it. Right. Like with Team Wolf, I was like, don't be saying Team Wolf in every episode. Somebody getting knocked down. That's not okay. Because now I'm a teen, I'm watching this, and I'm like, you know what? I need to go and probably clap some cheeks, too. You got to yeah. be. Either way, we're going to jump on to the next portion of this. <laughs> uh, we're going into, just so you know, can you, and the question is, and we're going to answer this question as, as best we can with our life experiences. Can you argue facts with feelings. Now see, the thing is, you can, but it's like, it's like apples and oranges. Your feelings, that's just like when people keep talking about my truth. My truth is your feelings. The facts are the facts that can be proven. If, or yes, or disproven. That's what facts are. It's not how you feel about the situation, what you want the situation to be, or what you're trying to make the situation be. It's what the situation is. Mm -hmm. A big issue we have now is with everything everybody's talking about. Oh, my truth is this, and I'm going to speak my truth. But what if, if it's your opinion, just, that doesn't have to be the truth. That's just how you feel. Right. So... You arguing the facts. That's like if you say, hey, this table is tan. Or this table is brown uh, or light brown or something. That's a fact. Right. Now, if you say, oh, the, the table is purple because I believe they could be purple. Where? Let, I mean, a fact is you can paint the table purple if you yes. However, current in this current state is not purple. Yes. And that is a big issue we have. America is the number one leading country on feelings. Right. It's like, oh, everything, everybody feeling matters. Oh, well, I don't like this. I don't like the way they do this. I don't like the way people say this. I'm like, how you feel don't affect me. Don't put that in my opinion. Like, I respect everybody. You have your own opinions. And everybody should have their own opinions. Right. But when you try to force your opinion to be my facts, it gets a, to a big issue. That's like if we're talking about, let's just say, in the household. Okay, I pay I pay the bills here. I'm okay with paying the bills. I can't argue with the mortgage company about, well, since I've been paying the bills here, then it's my house. Until I pay this house off, the fact is, it's their, it's their house. It's still their house. 
until I pay it off. When I pay it off, it becomes my house. Now you, now we remember facts. Yeah. You own it now. It's yours. Yes. Unless you don't pay taxes. Yeah. And <laughs> Which is better. We ain't going to get yeah, we ain't going because I, I will argue that one all day. Like what it is, just like with your car, a fact you can say that's your car, but let you miss a payment on that car. No, let you miss a couple of payments. They're gonna come get your car. Now, when you pay your car off, that is your car. But the issue we have now is everybody keeps trying to has this delusion now that, oh, my feelings ma- should matter to everyone. Right. I feel like they came in under the like moniker of like I'm the most like I'm, imp- I'm, I'm super important. I tell you all the time, the best thing I learned as a kid is that nobody really looks at you like you look at you. Yeah. You will never be as important to me as I am to me. Your kids, they reach it though. Like, because I view myself as the present, right? Yeah. So the the moves that I make currently affect the future. And I look at my kids as the future. Yeah. So I'm like, by right of you being here and I'm trying to make a better world for you, the future is important. I know my time is limited. I have to go at some point. You'll be here if, if it's going by you know natural or way I expect to go. You'll be here, and you'll have to suffer the things that either I neglected or you'll you'll get to enjoy the the fruits of my labor. Like that's why you become more important. Yeah. Right. That be, well that from that. But if you start talking about like, hey, somebody got to go to work and you feel like I should watch them play this video game with you, at that point, I'm looking out for both of us and going to work because what you don't understand, your yeah. limited knowledge is the electricity public through the TV and through their game system is provided by this work that I'm doing. But like I said, that's putting children in the place that's before their time. Yeah. All right. I was thinking about one thing. It's like, okay. And we were having, or partially having part of this conversation yesterday. Okay. I think I am handsome. Right. Somebody may not think I'm handsome. Some people may think, oh yeah, he is very handsome. But for me to tell everybody I am the apex of all men, I'm the best man that ever lived, I, like, that's your feelings. That's how you that's feel. That's the opinion. That is not a fact. Right. Just like when you hear some ladies, there are very pretty ladies out here. But I heard this one podcast where they were like, oh, what celebrity would you consider yourself uh, look like? And one girl, she was like, oh, I think I look like, uh, I think I'm a, a, the celebrity she chose was Megan Good. She was like, mm, yeah, I think Megan Good is like an eight or a nine. And it's like, yeah, I'm about eight or a nine. So they're looking at her, looking at a picture of Megan Good. Then shoes back to her again, shoes back, and they're like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but um, no. If Megan Good is a nine, how would you put yourself in the same exact category? Now, 
again, I know it goes off of people's perceptions. Perceptions and opinions. But your opinion does not make it true because if I put your picture up against this person's picture and everybody down the list is like, no, no, yeah, no, no. It goes to that point where it's almost like you're being delusional. You know, I would hope that. So, I feel like there was a like a, a like there was a problem in the question itself. Okay, who is a celebrity? You want to name Megan Good because obviously there's not many men in this universe that I know yeah. of that's gonna say that Megan Good isn't a beautiful specimen. Like she's a beautiful person. Yes. And also, Carrie Hilson is gorgeous. Yeah. But let's just say I ain't gonna shoot. I'm just Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington is gorgeous. But granted, you put them in a space to where okay, we've all come to a almost unanimous decision that Megan Good isn't a beautiful woman. Yes. And then you're forcing me to compare myself to Megan Good, who has all like she her whole life and majority of her career is based around how she looks. Yeah. She ain't worried about the day-to-day stuff that you may be worried about. She ain't she ain't doing the things that you do. Yeah. She has people. She has fitness trainers. She has all these other things. She has people whose career is solely based on what she looks like. What like your life is dictated, your life and your pay is dictated by how beautiful I am. Yeah. So people are gonna go extra mile, you're going to get the best beauticians, you're going to get the best salons, you're going to get the best manicures, the best skin routines, the best, the best, the best, because your product and, and how you survive is based on your physical appearance. So, you go through and she says, oh, well, I view Megan Good, let's be honest, she should have said Megan Good's a 10, regardless, I view Megan Good as an 8 or a 9, and what do you view yourself as? Oh, I'm an eight or nine, so you compare yourself to Megan Good. If I had everything that Megan Good had, then I could possibly reach that light. But in the lifestyle that I live, the men that I associate myself with, when I'm walking around, they don't get to talk to the Megan Goods. So, yeah, uh, 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 a Jonathan Majors, a Jonathan Majors ten is a Megan Good. You know what I'm saying? That's attainable for him. Yeah. But everybody else that's living in this in in the wedge that we in the reality that we in, yeah. The girl next door could be your ten, man. Yeah. Like, and I'm not finna try to knock it. Like it is what it is. Of the of the pool of people that I'm close in proximity to that I actually have access to, yeah, she my ten. Now when she wants to step out into the mega girl world, then she yeah. Let's be realistic. You got to drop that rating, baby. You yeah. have to because you need to truly assess if you're going to try to compare product to product because at that point, you turned her beauty into a product. Yeah. You got to really assess your product. Am I? Do I have the best beauticians? Did I go get the, the teeth procedure? Did I, did I, did I, did I, did I? Because now I'm trying to sell myself as that. So when he says there's a level of delusion in that thought process, you have to understand, comparison is the killer of joy. There are people, like, don't be delusional. There are people who are in different lanes than you. 
Yeah. And they are driving them well. There are levels in life that you have not reached because of the choices that were made prior to you. Or you. Or you. That sets you in a whole different light. You can't even put yourself in the same spec. Like, I can't tell you that, oh, I'm a 10 just like Megan Good's a 10 without you giving your context. Like, I can't tell you that I'm 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 uh Boris Kojo or whoever Tyson mm. Bedford. You like your jobs to look good, fam. My job is to feed my family. So my wife and my team, bro. Like <laughs> uh, what are looking at? If you watch the early um episodes of Kevin Samuel and all that kind of stuff, he was getting on the men at first. Right. And there's hey. one dude like he went in on him because the dude was talking about, oh, he deserves this type of woman. He's a high, he's a high value man. And so Kevin Samuel's asking, "Are you a high value man? How much do you weigh?" He's like, "Oh, about two ninety five. He's like, "How tall are you?" And like, oh, I'm like five six. He's like, "So you short and fat?" And then I'm like, "Yeah, for that, uh, for five six and almost three hundred pounds, yeah, you short and fat." Now he was like, "How much you make?" He was like, oh, I make about a good 32. 32 what? He was like, it's like, and he's like 32,000 a year. He's like, huh? He was like, how many hours a week you work? He was like, oh, I work about a good 40. He's like, so you make 32 dollars an hour. He was like, roughly you make probably about 10, 11 dollars an hour. He was like, okay. So then he asked him, hey. You got a big penis. He's like, well, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's, no he's like, you know if you have one or not. And then um, he's like, oh, so you don't. What makes you think you would be considered a high-value man? Right. In every way, you're delusional. What he's, what Kevin Samuels did that a lot of people did not like or did not, did not fully understand, he just, a, a, a tank, habitual line steps. Like yeah. you trying to step over outside of your lane into this, into this spectrum. You trying to tell people who are not the people that you attract that you should be attracted to them. That's you trying to force your thought process on something. You trying, you trying to be in the pros when you hadn't even made it to the semi pros like, yet. Even you haven't done the work. It's like the people who sit in this lane and do live life like this. They're doing this type of work. He's basically asking, are you doing that type of work? No. Okay, so you're not doing that type of work. And then he's when he asks about the penis, he's saying, has God blessed you to be well endowed? Because at this point, I'm looking for any, I'm looking for a saving grace, kid. <laughs> something to help you out, Something bro. to make where I don't have to, to tell you or, 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 or disprove this opinion you got and give you the facts of your yeah. Did, was you born like this? Because mm-hmm. if not, then I don't see any reason why people who live and, and do what I do, the women that I associate and talk to, why they would bypass me, a guy making yeah. X number of dollars a year, doing this, that, and the third, and, and reaching all, ticking all their check marks on me, in this lane. Why they would bypass me, neglect me, and come in search of you, who would be in a lower bracket than I am. Yeah, and I know people are like, how are you gonna put us in, in brackets? Because 
your whole life has been getting put in brackets. True. When you got them C's and D's in school, they bracketed you. Yeah. The, how A, B, honor roll. A, B, honor roll, and just perfect attendance. Or if you want to go and you like, I don't want to let a grade on it, when they start talking about your GPA. Yeah. When you went to college, there were people who got scholarships and there were people who didn't. Now, yeah. the people who didn't get the scholarships, we easily associate the lack of a scholarship in a particular field, particular field to a lack of work. Yeah. If, if you I'm good enough to get that, I go out here, I'm playing football just like everybody else. However, he got the scholarship. Why? Because they saw him, they saw the work. Yeah. When they saw you, you wasn't quite there. Now, you can address that and start, maybe I need to do a little more work, and maybe he's blessed. Maybe he in the gym more. Maybe he running more plays. Maybe he doing more this, that, and third. And you address those issues to try to put yourself in that running, but you have to recognize that there's a level above the level you at, and you need to, if you wish to be on that level, you have to step your game up to mm-hmm. obtain that level. That's like right now. I used to play football all the time. Right. I ain't played football in a long time. Dude, I'm not about to get out there with no pros. Not doing And it. do what? Be on the injured list? Yeah. <laughs> because, it, man, you're going to demolish me. Even the, in the pros, a person half my size would demolish me. But you got to, would you take into account, this is, this is their livelihood. My life is based on me being in top, physical peak performance mode at all time here to like a runner back a lineman a linebacker a cornerback your job is to physically build yourself to a space to where i can run into people 230 240 pound male running a 4-3 into another 245 pound male running a 4-3 and we need to be able to hit each other have a crazy collision, get right back up and do it again. Yeah. Full court. Shake it off. I don't mean to that. <laughs> I don't mean to. Like, man, hit me right now. Man, there's like wrestlers. Like, if you look at the wrestlers back in the day, they were in good shape. Yeah. Now you look at the wrestlers now, you're like, bro, you kind of look like the Arab. Bruh. Like, in the past, you know. Like if you're looking at mankind, yeah, I'm, I'm, when I jump off this thing and hit that other table, I really jumped off this thing mm-hmm. and hit that other table. Now we might make it break a little easier, but the pain don't. <laughs> yeah, mankind. <laughs> like, like I did a little. It's a little different, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Now when I watch wrestling, no, no offense. I mean, outside of it's some, it's one where I saw this meme where this guy jumped and did double knees in this man back. And you literally see his back do this. You, I was like, y'all, wow. <laughs> but when I watch wrestling now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not mystified by it. So yeah. I see you pulling the punches, bro. I see you, you not hitting him full like you making it look that way. And he giving a good act. You look like a regular dude off the street. Like a That's dude. why wrestling has went down. But it is what it is. Right. Uh. Outside of that, we've come to our time, Young Greatness. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. If you got any questions, comments you want to leave, do so below. We'll get back to you whenever we can. I'm most likely we'll get back to you in a reasonable time frame. Remember, like, subscribe, share, 
let people know, let us know how we're doing, what we could do better. Give us feedback. Huh? It always you works. Tell us what you want. And if you want to ask a question, you want us to answer the question online, do that. Feel free. We're Feel here free. for you. I'm here to answer your questions or at least give you my perspective and his perspective to help you and either let you know that you're not alone or let you know you habitual line stepping and jumping in a lane that you probably jump your ass back on the other side. That being said, <laughs> this has been another episode. Y'all so be fun. easy.